0: I'm fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. It's a beautiful day out here in Houston, Texas. A great Sunday. Yeah. You know, even though it's a Sabbath, we still be putting in work. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. And uh, this is actually a special episode. We actually have a guest in the studio Mm -hmm. all the way from Los Angeles, California. You know it. Her name is Melania Monroe. Go ahead and tell them what you do.
1: I am a writer, rapper, rapper. Performer, actress—I got a lot of things going on, but music is my my everything.
0: I didn't know you acted. I did see a poster of something we're gonna talk about later, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, basically, this is the business building blocks podcast. You want to touch on what we do here, and yeah, the the business building blocks
2: podcast is a business talk show, okay? Particularly focused in the black community because we believe we have the greatest need. And we definitely have the greatest need in terms of economic development. Right. We had a lot of uh, social movements, you know, uh, civil rights movements. You may be more familiar with, and getting our civil rights. But somehow we have been left behind economically. Right. And uh, there's a lot of discrimination in the workplace, and so we we uh, we're faced with a lot of discrimination, whether uh, in the workplace or in housing. And, and re- really throughout society. So we want to address it with solutions. Not just analyzing the problem, but we want to propose solutions. Okay. And we believe that we can do that by empowering ourselves, by uh, us owning our own businesses. Right. And us taking in ownership
0: of our own careers. And what's cool now, I feel like our era, a lot of people are entrepreneurship is a common thing. Right. Like, you see a lot of people starting their own businesses. A lot of people are trying to do something for themselves and not go the traditional route of, you know, college, get a job, work for 40 years, and retire. You know what I mean? Right. We want something different out of life. We want another level of freedom, I would think. Right? Right. So, being that you are an artist, you're in the music business. So far, you know, a lot of people have a perception of the music business as negative, like as an entrepreneur, what things are you learning to, 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 to get your footing in the music business to deal with that? Like,
1: Well, I think the most important thing to me is staying grounded with who rocked with you from the beginning, because I feel like we as people, what happens is we're so used to being the ones who don't have that when something is put in our face, like that looks like gold, we want to go for it. And we leave behind those who worked with us like the whole way through. You know, like that man over there in the corner, he want to not be in the camera. <laughs> but there's no way that I can, you know, go and sign a deal and be like, you know what? we'll Well, sayonara. Mm. No, because when I have nothing, who was there? Yeah. And I feel like unity is, is our biggest problem. We're so divided. And um, I, I was thinking about this this morning. I don't know if you guys seen the movie Django. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay,
1: so you know how there's a fighting scene in the movie and they show the the two black men, they're putting them up against each other. And whichever wins, basically, he kind of like, like a dog, gets a treat. Yeah. And they're pitted up against each other the whole entire time, fighting against each other for no reason, really. Yeah. And I feel like that's how it is with the music industry. Like, we're pitted up against one another, and if we're kind, there is no winner. Yeah, so, so you have to be hateful toward one another in order to win. And I feel like if you just stay grounded in your culture, that's how you can move forward to the next step. That's more important than anything.
2: Now, what's strange about that is no other racial group is beefing. No. I mean, <laughs> the beef is, is unique to us. It's like just our community. And again, I like how you trace that back to slavery. Right. That the slave master pitted one slave against another. Right. Divide and conquer. And as long as we fighting each other, we are not fighting them.
1: Right. <laughs> Right, and then it's kind of like what's well, a show? Like, yeah. let's sit back and watch these idiots.
2: Right, entertainment.
1: It's entertainment. It's entertainment. Yeah. And then whichever wins, it's like you get you live to fight another day, and then we're gonna pitch you up against somebody else, and yeah. you leave behind the one that died, and then you don't say anything about it.
0: That's true. That's mm. true. Yeah, because I think once you're successful, people that come around you are like parasites. Like they're really mm-hmm. only around only around you to get something from you. Right. And they didn't help you build nothing. They are just like oh, they have some. Especially people talk about Hollywood like that. Like, right. Like, like, once you get in Hollywood, it's just a bunch of, you know, crew people who right. want to be in your crew, you know. Right. You know how that is, so. Yes, man. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that's exactly where you got your start, right? What do you mean? In L.A. Oh, yes. So did you move here for, what What about the Houston market appealed to you, you know?
1: I feel that um, at first I had no idea. It was kind of like a blank canvas. And I just feel like, in LA, there's so many people moving there to do the same things. Your city appreciates you more when other cities do, because yeah. when you're when you're standing in your city and you you're popular, you might be talented but not so popular. You just might not get the help. Everybody is so clicked up, but they see you somewhere else and they're like, oh wow. They're yeah. talking about her in Belize.
0: Yeah, right, right. Oh, hashtag
1: <laughs> Queen of the Ink Pen. Yeah. But before that, it's like oh, she's just another rapper. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what's that quote about a, a king is never loved in his kingdom or yeah, something? he's not in his own home. He's never honored in All his right. own kingdom. Yeah, so you want to talk about this. We're we having a situation right now with well, Monique. yeah, a uh, current event.
1: Because
0: um, <laughs> yeah. you, you got me thinking about this, and you, you saying that they don't respect you there is making me think like you know you No,
1: wait. I, I'm not saying they don't respect me there. I'm oh, just saying the it's more... Way. Yeah, it's just okay. a little... You're different. Like, you okay. remember, okay, I, I went and performed at the poetry... Thing last minute, and it was kind of like as soon as I was finished. You're from LA, yeah. But when you're in LA, it's like we're all from LA, yeah. So
2: yeah, no, there's no <laughs> <distinction>. <laughs> and people leave their home. I mean, they go from the farm, they broke, and they they go to LA to make their dreams
1: right.
2: And if you live in LA, you don't have that same notion. You know, right. you already you already in LA, LA. right? And um, really, I think that you have to build your fan base. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Especially now, since there's the internet. hmm So, I think uh, the companies, the industry, the labels, they're not just signing people those big, those sign-on <laughs> deals anymore. Uh, they're looking at, well, do you have a a, um, a fan base? Right. That you already, are you already hot? Do you have music that's already... That's already hot. They're not looking to mold and shape and all this. No, anymore. Those no. development deals they ain't yeah, doing that no development more. Deals. So that means you have to invest in yourself first, right? And uh, they, because the, the the deal will pay for the studio time and the marketing and all that thing, right? And they're not going to risk that, so they want you to prove something first before they risk their money right. backing you,
1: right? And that's where people like Nipsey Hussle come into conversation because you got somebody who was completely street hustle and turned that into a business and then bought back the block. Yeah. with a and Ave t-shirt store. Yeah. For me, going to Crenshaw High School, I'm like, everybody around me just about is going through the same struggle, but then we're listening to this guy, and it's like, yeah, he's like a part of the biggest gang around us, yeah. but he's he's making power moves. He's yeah. not telling us or teaching us to keep on, you know, keeping up these bad habits that's only going to keep you in the hood. It's like, buy back the block. Don't that's just right. shoot up the block. That's right. You know, and I just feel like that's really, really important. Like, that's I felt right.
0: that that was really important. That's, that's right. Yeah, I love what Nipsey Hussle was doing. Yeah. I went in his store, and they were talking about, like, they already own four stores in that shopping center. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, we about to buy the whole the whole thing. Like, Why not? Yeah. I was like, man.
2: And, you know, there, there's a, uh, I, I guess the artists are out of L.A., Jesus, uh, Young Jeezy, and uh, Gucci Man. Yeah. They actually did the song, Buy, buy, buy Back the Block. Buy Back the Block. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, that concept... Needs to be throughout our community, not just in one one coast or one city. Us as a culture, we need to understand the value of ownership. Right. Because many of our artists, it may not have been hip-hop artists, if you go back and look at the history of our artists, from jazz artists to blues artists to rock and roll, uh, we make other people rich in our careers. Yes. and But we die broke. Yeah. You know, and... Because we didn't own our music, or we we signed bad uh, deals, right? But we are living in a different era now. Well, those those record companies are not putting all that money up uh, anymore,
1: right?
2: So now you have to sell something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Will I am the great artist. Is Black he from the piece. UK?
0: Nah, he's from uh, he's from actually from LA, I think. Where Will, I Will I am think. is from it's from it's from uh it's from California, yeah. But he, he was part of a UK group, right? Nah, nah. They just um even Fergie they just I think it's from Al. is yeah.
1: she from California? <laughs> Who? Fergie isn't she from California? Too? <laughs> Fergie, she from California too? <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole group is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh, I, yeah. I, I, I
0: think it was a European
1: group. I gotta do some research though.
0: <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't know if the whole group, but I know Will I Am because I, I heard him in an interview.
2: But but he said that the future of music
0: is not
2: selling music, but what music could sell. Right. And so now you have to, as an independent artist, you have to have merchandise. Mm -hmm. You have to sell your shows. You know, you have to be multi-talented. You just can't just look at being an artist. You got to be a business person. Right. And in order to survive in the industry now. And then with the 360 deals, (laughs) if you you talked about acting, um, maybe acting, modeling, fashion. Right. The other things that goes along with the 360
0: is the bigger package of a. Artists and entertainment. Yeah, they want everything. Your endorsements, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. you Are you looking for that? Like in, in your future as an artist, are you looking for a deal or do you plan on sticking it out independent?
1: I want to stick it out independent because I have a problem with me being the writer and somebody else getting all the money. And, and then I have people, like I have him over there. That's like, if I take a deal, it's like, what does he get? You just give him a finder's fee? <laughs> and then I'm supposed to just be like, deuces? And then be screwed in, like, some five-year contract and can't move how I want to? No. Right. I want to move how I want to move, when I want
0: to move. Yeah, I heard you say you own your masters in one of your songs. I, was I own like,
1: my masters, don't nobody own me.
0: Got to, got to. <laughs> but a big part of, of the business here
2: is the marketing budget. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that label, that financial backing, then you have to wear that hat. And then you have to pay your own way. I right. know studio time costs money to develop the project. Yes, and then also, if you're going to do a tour, hitting the road, you know that costs money.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I know you know about <laughs> travel. Yeah, hotel, travel takes a lot. Yeah, you know yeah. flights, right. car rentals. You know, so uh, you definitely have to have some economics behind you as
0: an artist today. Right. Yeah, and a lot of times, I guess artists uh, rely on the free outlets as far as social media and stuff like that. Right. But, like, one of my homeboys recently dropped a project, too, and he was like, man, I what happened? When he dropped it, he's, you know when you're making a project, you're like, I'm gonna be on when this drops, like this and that. Well,
1: but it's different once it drops.
0: <laughs> you drop it, because I was told him, I was like, bro, it's dope, but you just, you dropped it into an ocean. Like, it's like an ocean of artists right. and stuff. So he's figuring out different creative ways, like we all are, to try to market. Have you came up with any, like, creative ways where you're trying to, like, Outreach to different fans Like
1: I I think just My Instagram is very It's almost personal Like as an artist It's like not where They have to feel like Where I'm not Too out of reach But I'm not exactly In reach either But I'm also very realistic So I think Coming to my Instagram page It's like Ooh Okay You have this girl And then I'm promoting my music And then you see little Bits and pieces of my life And I think just Marketing myself Just me Like this is all I have Me so as far as marketing strategies, that definitely is something that I have to work on because as an artist, you're, most people go for the label and they do that for you. So this is new to me. Like I'm reading on how to do this stuff. Yeah. Literally. And my t-shirts like right now and my t-shirt and my EP, those are my marketing strategies. Hey, have you downloaded my EP yet? You should. Exactly. And yeah. then send me a screenshot when you do. Don't tell me you did and you didn't. <laughs> Cause I want to know that you heard it and then tell me your favorite
0: song. Exactly. You want to see that purchase <laughs> I thing right see there. The line.
1: That's my mar- my marketing strategy right now.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So um, something recently happened because we're always talking about knowing the value of your brand, right. and I want to get into this. This was an interesting conversation the past week. Now, Monique. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: You seen the story with Monique? Yes. She wanted to do a comedy special, and she wanted Netflix to put it out.
1: Right.
0: She went to Netflix. They offered her five hundred. Thousand dollars in comparison to uh, Amy Schumer, Amy, Amy yeah, Amy Schumer. yeah, Amy Schumer. What well, she got like thirteen million, yeah, yes. 13 and they got twenty. Uh, yeah, they Chris Amy Rock Brown. and yeah. yeah, so it's been a discussion. It's like, well, is Monique worth five hundred thousand, or is there a discrimination in Hollywood to black women? Uh, you are a black woman, right? As an MC, do you see any like? ranges in value as it pertains to black women because I see a lot of people discussing it but I realize none of us are black women so I'm like I, now that we got you here
1: okay so formulate that question again
0: do you see <laughs> when you present yourself do people see the value in the black woman equally to everyone else or is there a difference
1: between me and others
0: you, you and do you Just see it in the women. industry
1: well yeah I definitely see that there are um they make differences obvious differences within you know the community whether these are music artists actors whatever it's it's all money it's all politics and unfortunately we live in a world where uh, reality TV like everybody's life is supposed to be like a reality TV show there has to be some type of drama um, relationship something like you haven't really heard much about Monique's life like that lately so I feel like it was more so she is she hot? Yeah. That's what they're asking. They're like, okay, is she hot? Do I feel like she's a great comedian? Yes. Do I feel like she de- deserved more than $500,000 for Netflix? Yeah. I didn't even know, no disrespect to Amy Schumer, but I, I don't even know who she is. Like, and, and she's really popular, and I just yeah. felt like, damn, I didn't even know who she was. But Monique, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, they do. They downplay us a lot of the times. And we all know, you can say, oh, it's not a race thing. It always is, and it always will be.
2: Yeah. Always. You're dealing with sex, and you're dealing with race. Yes. Um, In terms of sex, women are not paid equal to men. No. And outside of the entertainment industry, just in the in the regular workplace, women are fighting for equal pay. Uh, And then when you start talking about race, then definitely is no equity there right and race so she dealing with race and gender
1: right
2: um but also she calling for a boycott of Netflix so mm-hmm. i mean because of the way she's been devalued should we as a as a community support monique
0: and her boycott or call for a boycott yeah that, i mean i'm gonna be honest with you i think i know what she's saying but what I think she should do, and we could boycott or whatever, but what I what I think she should do is just go on the road, take that hour that she was going to do, go on the road, make that tour money. Because if you look at the highest grossing tours of comedy, these are like multi million dollar you know projects. Mm-hmm. So I just think she should take ownership. This is the business of building blocks, and she has a very recognizable name. She's a queen of comedy, yeah, like she I think she could just go in a row and produce it herself. Kevin Hart did it plenty of times, right, so he owns his 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 specials yeah. you know what' right. you know what I
2: mean I, I, I like to give a shout out to Kay Reno. He just started a new um, talk show, yeah, and him and brother Jesse Muhammad was on Friday, and they discussed the same issue, and he talked about uh her platform that she have now, like her social media fans a fan zone on Instagram and a fans on on uh, Twitter and all her Instagram. What did that accumulative add up to? And he he, he had the facts, and it added up to like over 400,000 of her personal fans. Mm-hmm. So if she wanted to set something up independently, she got an audience of 400,000 fans. Right. And if she put her own special on, if she just did it like we're doing, Instagram Live or Facebook Live and had her followers to give $10. If not everybody, 100%. Right. Not going to give, but say if 20% gave, she would have seven to $800,000. She had, I earned what Netflix was making her. Right. It was giving her. Right. So if we start to think about independence, then there's no limit. No, no Netflix. Uh, right. No one can limit us. We only limited to ourselves, right? You know, but really, she talked about slavery on one of the interviews, making a slave out of it. She got real graphic. I think it was on Sway, mm. you know, about being raped and all that type of thing. And, and and I agree with her, but what is the solution? And I like that she raised an awareness of it, but the ultimate fight is independence,
1: right?
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the end result of where we should be working towards. It, it just came up because this is kind of the time of women. If you look at the, 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 the media in the world right now, it's <laughs> like y'all winning like all around. So I, even I see, I don't know if you've seen that interview with Amara La Lamar La Negra. La Negra, yeah,
1: she's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, oh, like, she's so beautiful. It's crazy. So it was like you talking about the black and Latino yeah issue, which I had no I, I had no idea about that struggle, but. You know, her name is La Negra, though. That means the black. Uh, For the podcast audience, um, we usually uh, support
2: the Business Building Blocks show by our sponsors. And um, one of our sponsors that has been loyal since we started the Business Building Blocks is Nation Products. Nation Products are literacy advocates and primarily uh, books for our children. We need to empower our children. So one of the books that uh, you can find at the site nationproducts.com is Chemistry for Children, where we introduce science to our children at a tender age. Oftentimes, we, they may not be introduced to chemistry or science uh, until they're in their high school age. So, uh, But we can begin to empower our children because there's a myth out there we believe that uh, black children are are weak or not good in math and science. We disagree with that because we built civilizations for uh, thousands of years before this civilization and uh, we use math and science. So we just have to be properly taught, uh, properly mentored, and we need the literature to start with. So let's go to nationproducts.com get some children books and 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 find uh, books that are authored by us, because we believe that if we see ourselves in a picture, in the, in the education, we'll be more interested in that education, because um, we are motivated by seeing ourselves, and if we don't see ourselves in it, we'll turn off from it. You know, we we won't benefit from it because we don't see ourselves in it. We're not we're not connected. And again, um, there's another book that illustrates this better um, called The Famous Blacks in America, which is a word search book of puzzles. And each puzzle is designed or uh, developed after a figure in our history a historical figure like Marcus Garvey, Harry Tubman, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mega Evers, You know, these uh, uh, figures, and as they solve the puzzle, they learn about themselves. They learn about the figure, I mean. What? And and that will empower them and uh, their self-esteem. And uh, so now, we want to do a public service announcement, and we want to talk about black media. The Final Call newspaper is... A newspaper that's black owned and operated. It covers news as it relates to our community here uh, in the United States and also around the world, in the Caribbean, in Africa, you can find our our, our news. But we're living in a time where uh, Mr. Trump refers to fake news, alternative facts, and there's propaganda. In the news media, whether it's uh, biased toward a political interest or biased toward corporate interests, um, the news sometimes is slanted. But we need factual information that we can, you know, make decisions from. And uh, we can't do that with this propaganda that we're being fed, because oftentimes in the media, we're vilified. Blacks are vilified in the media. We're shown as the criminal, uh, uh, you know, that we the welfare queen, or we uh, we are involved in illegal activity. We are violent, you know. Right. So these are stereotypes, and it's, it's perpetuated perpetuated in the media. So, but if we tell a story, if we tell the news story, maybe we could be more fair and balanced, and they can see a more positive view. Of us, and we can see a more positive view of ourselves, right? Because our behavior is tied to our identity and the way we we view ourselves. So again, go to FinalCall.com, support the Final Call newspaper. And before and, uh, we leave, we talk about the economic blueprint. The economic blueprint is a fund that was designed to end poverty and want by us purchasing farmland as a community. Um, we generate, it's about 50 million of us uh, nation, nationwide, and we generate about $1.1 $1. $1 trillion annually out of this economy. But we don't have ownership. We don't feed ourselves. we we depend on others to feed us, to clothe us, to give us an education, to even give us a job. But if we own land ourselves and we got involved in agriculture, then we can grow the crops to feed ourselves. And then we can begin to raise the animals, the livestock that we can uh, uh, cultivate and we can empower ourselves. So go to economicblueprint.org and learn more about the economic blueprint. The economic blueprint also... We ask it for $0.05 a day. That's $0.35 a week. That's uh, $18.20 a year. And since we're at the beginning of the year in January, why don't we just go ahead and give 20 bucks so to invest in our future for our children, for future generations that have employment? Because we don't have time to talk about it now, but everything starts with the land. All our natural resources come from land. Right. And land is the basis for wealth. Land is the basis for economic development. So that's all we have, wise here. We want to go forward with the interview. We got our technical difficulties solved.
0: Yeah, everything is. Uh, everything is figured out. Okay. Uh, we going we gonna. I'm gonna edit this part out. We are waiting on her to go live. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Are we good?
1: Yes. Now I'm live again. Can you push the one, two, over one, for two. me? Cool.
0: All oh, right. Chef, yeah, right there. All right. So I wanna I wanna get I wanna get the story. I wanna get the name of the intro is called a back the backstory, right? Yes. Okay, so I wanna get the backstory. Where did this all start? Where did it all start? Whoa,
1: the EP or just me?
0: <laughs> Melania Monroe. So, well, we talking birth, we talking right, homeland, well, hometown. Like, well, we know she's from L.A. Know, I know, but I'm I want I I her to paint the Compton, picture. Compton, though. Like,
1: I got like, split Break it down for us. Origins. So my dad is from L.A. Um, so he grew up in South Central. You probably wouldn't be familiar with the landmark, but the uh, Crenshaw Christian Center on 79th and Normandy, that was like his stomping grounds. My mom is from Compton. She grew up by Luder's Park. So when I was born, I was born in 95, January 19th. And that's where the, the EP title came from. Um, when I was, I was born at St. Francis Hospital and I lived in Compton for like my first couple of years of life. And then we moved back to my dad's like neighborhood in South Central. So I grew up on 79th and Normandy and my family still lives in Compton.
2: So let me ask you this. What set you claim? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: don't, I
1: don't claim no sets. <laughs> I'm cool with them all. Um,
0: you neutral,
2: huh? <laughs> I'm neutral, yeah. you know. So, oh, so the females can be like, I don't know about the males. I mean, I thought she was born, and it's very territorial,
1: well, yeah, that but- whatever your
2: neighborhood is, that's what. That's what you are. That's what yeah, you Yeah, well, when you
1: have a split childhood, though, when you move, like you've had to move from here to here, that, mm-hmm. those were like the only two areas. So it was, okay. you know.
2: You can be a civilian. I, You know. I'm a lot <laughs> <laughs> It's hard for brothers to be a civilian. They probably got to be <laughs> affiliated with somebody.
0: Yeah, just right. hanging out, it's right? It's
1: hard to be a black dude in LA or Compton and be like, yeah, I'm neutral. Blood, where you from? Where
0: you from? Where like, your grandmama what? stay. Yeah. Where your mama stay. Sure.
1: <laughs> like, why he can't just go to I'm from
0: college. That's where I'm from. Golly. <laughs> UCLA, man, guys. <Golly. laughs> <Right? laughs> so, uh, did you know that you were gonna be doing this when you were a child? Like growing up, was there any glimpses of performances oh, or arts or what?
1: Absolutely. I started writing when I was in second grade, like writing like raps. And um, my dad was uh, into beats, beat making, and songwriting and stuff. So when my mom would leave me with him, that's where I was at the studio. So I grew up around, you know, like those guys. I, I don't know if they would even know who I am now because it's been so long. But he used to be in the studio with like Battle Cat. Um, what was uh, the other one? Uh, Easy E's best friend, one of his best friends. And my father's share a best friend. So I was always around that. Mm. and when I turned seven that's when I was like my mom showed me like some footage recently like a few years ago and I was seven years old in the studio rapping I don't know what I was rapping (laughs) about at seven I can't tell you like what my mindset really was (laughs) because I don't remember but yeah I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do and I remember I went to middle school my sixth grade going to Audubon middle school that's like one of the Roughest, toughest mm. <laughs> middle schools in LA. And we had this book and our teacher, she asked us, it was a composition book, and she told us, she said, um, write what you wanna be when you grow up. And I said, I wanna be a rapper. And I wanna be just like Tupac. Mm. And she was like, you know, say it. Yeah. And I did, and they were like, <laughs> Rapper like yeah. you like what and I was like yeah like I had no shame in it cause I was a tomboy and I thought there was nothing wrong with it like yeah. you know like there's nothing wrong with it. it people only start to try to make you feel like there's something wrong with it depending on who you're around you know but yeah I knew what I wanted to do
2: yeah, but it's so many young people's dreams though I mean I, I know with the males Yeah. I don't know about females it might have been kinda different with females but I know it. every other young brother wants to be a, a, either a rapper or uh, athletic star.
1: Right. Sometimes you just got to be real with your friends though. Mm. You know, it's hard. It can be hard. But if I suck or a song turns out bad, tell me. You know, and some people they they might want to do that.
0: <laughs> people say that? <laughs> Is it for I, you. I believe you, but people people say that but some, I don't I tell people all the time but then it's like, I don't know, everybody don't take it well. Right. But if they do, maybe they wouldn't built for it anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. But And sometimes, I I don't like telling people certain things because it's like, I might not like it, but it's a lot of stuff that's big that I don't like. So I'm like, right. I don't know. Like, it just, it it's work. your lane. Like, you just gotta <laughs> yeah. figure
1: out what, what works for you.
0: Exactly. Because
1: not everybody's gonna like my music and I have to accept that. Like, somebody probably is gonna be like, you know what, I don't like you. And it's like, well, I wasn't made to be liked by you. Mm. And just got to keep it keep it going.
2: And you really got to go out and, and test it.
1: Yes. Because
2: every song or every track is not a hit.
1: Right.
2: So you got to just get in front of an audience and get the audience
0: response.
1: Right.
0: And if they don't like that, you just keep trying. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, more, it's more like a trial and error kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What I like about L.A., though, y'all have a very, like, Potent culture. Like when I hear a song from the from LA, you know what you it know is. It's from LA. Like you hear that little <laughs> 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 That just made me think about RJ. Yeah.
1: Like that like all of RJ's music comes on, it's kinda like
0: Who is R J? Mr. LA. Oh, I don't know RJ. So you got
1: you to gotta go on Instagram I gotta and find RJ.
0: Okay, so yeah. Like, yeah. as soon as I hit it, I'm like, man, a lot of places don't necessarily have, like, the a sound, sound like mm-hmm. that. Mm. Were you, like, did you feel pressure to go into something that sounded exactly like that? Because I hear your music. It ranges. Like, you got all kind of sounds. Yeah. So did you ever do that or were you ever felt like you should?
1: Okay, so I, I remember I was sitting down and I was listening. Just I was always like the type to just listen to people talk in the studio. And, you know, they, they talk about West Coast. And then, you know, like you have like Sugar Free. I love Sugar Free, by the way. Like you got like Sugar Free, DJ Quick. You have this sound like this just West Coast. Like only, you know, it says, like it's a, a signature sound. But it was like weird for me because I don't rap like the typical, like the West Coast sound. So I was like, well, what should I do different? you know should I try but I'm like I can't do anything other than be myself cause it, when I try trying stuff different there's nothing wrong with it but I'm not gonna try to change exactly who I am exactly how I rap because that's just not me but I try different things like I, I can do a rock song like I'm not just gonna be like yeah I just I gotta sound like this no, like whatever I'm feeling when a beat comes on, that's how I'm gonna write, and however it sounds. I don't know if it's gonna sound East Coast and might sound West Coast. I even had Terrence, the music engineer say, "Oh, this kind of sound h sound
2: yeah, you yeah. Know? I, so, I was wondering what were y'all exposed to on the radio because I know radio don't play everything from every part of the country
1: no they but but I'm one of those uh I'm very well rounded with music. I listen to all kinds of music not just hip-hop.
2: So, so you, you listen to music outside of the top 40 on, on yes, radio? Yes,
1: yes. I still, like, I'll reach down in the archives and pull out, you know, Old Rick James yeah. and mm. <laughs> hear some Fire yeah. and Desire come on, and I'm like, huh. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, <laughs> like,
1: it's not just what's... Because I can't... I'm very, very honest. I'm not going to say that everything that's on top 40 right now is, like, trending for me. Like, that might not be what I listen to, but that's just a, the my ear.
0: mm so the stereotypical question: Who was, who was? Because I don't like who was your biggest inspiration, but who do you? Few. I know, but who <laughs> do you? Who do you listen to and it just hits you, like man, like it makes you want to go to the studio, like
1: <sighs> J Cole. Happy birthday to him because it's oh, his yeah,
0: birthday today. <laughs> it is J Cole's
1: birthday. But um, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Joey Badass, um, who else? I have so many. Nipsey Hussle. Oh yeah, like it's just so many people. I can't even. If I miss somebody, forgive me. Did I say Kendrick already? Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Well, yeah, of course, Lauren Hill. That's you know, that's always Foxy Brown. When when Foxy Brown come on, you can't tell me nothing. Mm, I'm I'm getting dressed to Foxy, and I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, still.
0: Foxy Brown is raw, yeah. But uh, okay, so I mean, yeah, female, of course, female MCs. Who's the Who's the illest female MC, in your opinion? Like, the the best female MC, like in your opinion?
1: I, I'm going to, mm. yeah, to have to say Lauryn Hill.
0: Yeah, you kind of
1: have to. I have to. So
0: you do
2: neo-soul type music?
1: Yeah, I'm like a... A lot of people say you would classify me as a conscious rapper.
2: Okay.
1: I, and I have no problem with that. I'll take ownership for that. I'm more so of a conscious rapper because I'm not... I've said this in one of my songs before... I'm not scared to touch a topic and rap with some substance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I mean that when I say it. So
0: every song you give in some type of game, every like, song, e- like even songs that you was like, that's just like maybe a love song, and then but you will still throw some game in there, and it's like, oh, like I love the way you you weave it in, like thank you, you know what I mean? Thank you. Like a lot of people not doing that, like you'll well, hear. So you- yeah, yeah, I remember, you know,
2: I go back a little further with Queen Latifah. Oh yeah, and she was she was straight up conscious, and she was she was a queen. Really, she dressed like a queen. She wore yes. a crown and all that, and and she was really outspoken uh, during her era.
1: Right, and she's but a queen I, of rap. Absolutely, she's definitely one see, of the queen. I
2: don't see um, female artists right being that conscious today.
1: Uh, Rhapsody yeah. is one.
0: Mm, yeah, Rhapsody. She. she I'll,
1: yeah, yeah, I'll give credit where it's due. Yeah. Any day, she's definitely one. Um it, there's so many rap you have Roxanne Shantae like people don't even
2: Yeah that was back in the that day like back, back, Saturday,
0: back, yeah,
1: back, yeah. back I'm, in the day I'm talking but,
0: about now um, who who's hot now I think, t- I think Tink be dropping some Tink some is some definitely, yeah
1: yeah see my mind like the way it work is so slow that like, you got to throw some stuff at yeah, me and yeah. I'll be like okay yeah but no Tink is definitely um she is truly a storyteller and yeah. she paints pictures of You can tell her surroundings, like, the things that she's seen, and and you listen to it, and you feel it. That's why uh, Treat Me Like Somebody, like, people are still listening to that song. And it's so old, but it's like, we feel it. Like, as girls, it's like, I just want somebody to treat me like somebody.
0: That song feels like a Mary J. Blige song or something. How's she coming on? I'm like, dang. Yeah, like... But, um... You are a female artist, like, female rapper, whatever, but forget about that. Right. You're really something about you is very aggressive. Like, yeah. like when you rap it, it's like, I'm saying this and I mean this. You know right. what I mean? Where do you get that aggression from? Because just meeting you, you're like, oh, Melania. <laughs> getting a booth. Oh, like, you getting there, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yo, I was in there with him the first time you was rap in the studio. I'm like, I'm like I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Like, right, right. So, where do you get that aggression?
1: The aggression comes from mm. being I I don't want to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm a product of my environment. Like, I'm so much more than that. But my environment definitely drove me to be aggressive because when you come from where I come from, and it's like, if I don't make it, I don't have nothing to go back home to. Mm. So I got to go in here and I got to go harder than everybody else. Yeah. Because, and I don't care that you, like, a lot of people say, oh, well, maybe it's just soften it up. No, why? For what? I already look soft. And I just so happen to rap like that. That's just me. But, you know, trying to stay stay grounded and be a good person and then going through life and all of the anger. It's like, I can't just go out there and just beat people up every day. So when I'm in the booth, it's like, oh, then I feel like the Incredible Hulk when I'm done. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm tired.
1: <laughs> and then reboot up for the next day. But it's like, you know, you have to go hard because if I go soft, then I'm going to let someone else get ahead. And I'm still going to be here.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't feel like anger. It feels like determination. It feels like drive. Right. Like You know what I mean? Is is it because you're in a male-dominated
2: genre?
1: Not necessarily. I don't look at it as... They they don't intimidate me because they're guys.
2: Do you do shows where there's other female MCs?
1: Yes, I did one. Oh, when was that? It was during the summer. I did a cypher uh, during the summer. And I dressed as the girliest outfit that I can find. Mm-hmm. On purpose, because I wanted to go out there and I wanted them to be like, oh, "What is she about to say?" And then as soon as I opened my mouth, it was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, you know. But yeah, I've done yeah other female. I I even try to collab with other female artists too. Mm-hmm. I've tried. Uh, you know, sometimes you get the oh go sis, and then it's like, "Well, where's the feature?" I've yeah. been asking you for one.
2: Yeah,
1: you know. But yeah, no. Just because it's a male dominated industry, I don't I don't care. No.
2: Mm. I I see a lot of those uh, female ciphers on
0: YouTube. Oh, yeah. uh, What's it, Say Cheese and... Other YouTube? you will be surprised. My daddy is more, uh, you know, John Muhammad. He's, he's more, he's be up on rappers I don't even know about. He's like, oh, you heard about that? And I'm like, I ain't heard
2: of no, him. No, you you <laughs> haven't brought up Mozzie, but I like Mozzie. Oh, he he really like Mozzie, yes. yeah.
1: I like yes. Mozzie. Like like I'm going a, I'm to a shout out Mozzie right now. He don't even know who I am. But he did yeah. something that I thought was amazing for the hip-hop culture. He took a bottle lane and he poured it out.
2: Yeah, I seen that. I
1: and seen I that. was like, that's the most amazing thing you could have ever done. Because right now, the rap starter pack got yes. lean, yeah. some little colorful something going on in your head, <laughs> yeah. and some, you got a little bounce with the song, yeah. and then you just, you double XL cover.
2: Yeah, and we lost a lot of artists out of Houston from, from lean and yeah. purple stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, no uh, legends too, you know, yeah. Pimp C and yeah. all of them, yeah. them dudes. Man. Well, I think he was assassinated. No. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: well, Attacking like that gay agenda. Yeah, he <laughs> went <laughs> a little hard. Yeah, they got him. Yeah. And, well, he was doing two things. He was trying to unite the rappers, and he was talking about unit, un- uh, unifying the unit, unionizing. What is
0: it? Union- unionizing the unionizing. rap game. Yes. Yeah. Which they should because yeah. actors are have a union and yeah. different. Speaking of, <laughs> you were in a movie. I was in a movie. T- tell us about this. I sent a poster. I didn't get a chance to ask you about it. You was like, this movie I did is popping in overseas. In Belize. In, in Belize. Yeah. yeah like right. Yes.
1: Well, shout out to uh, Savior Productions by Ja. Um, he is a writer, a movie, you know, screenwriter. And um, he's been doing his independent movies, like, you know, funding his own stuff. And so I get hit up by a girl I went to Crenshaw with. And she's like, yeah, so somebody I know is doing this movie and you're the first person that came to mind. Would you be willing to do it? I'm like, well, let me know, you know, what's going on. So I talked to them and um, I get there. It was like instant, like, chemistry, like, amongst everybody. Everybody was so cool. Like, it wasn't anything weird or, like, uncomfortable. I think the most uncomfortable part of the movie was me having to scream. Mm, okay. Like, I had to scream <laughs> in the movie and I was like, like, how do I scream? Like, you know? But other than that, yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of, um, it was a, a big thing for me because I had never done a a movie and even though it was an independent film like we really were shooting a movie and they're all Belizean so in Belize that's when they go back home and they promote the movie and things like that I, I was the only one in the movie I believe not the only one but one of the main characters that wasn't
2: Belizean so where was it filmed
1: it was filmed in LA we filmed it oh, okay. in South Central LA in a house okay yeah, yeah.
2: And there's a Belizean community in LA
1: the well, Belize is huge in LA. Like oh, I went know. to Audubon <laughs> Middle School, and that's over there um, by the jungles, and it's a, it's definitely a lot of Belizeans, like all throughout LA. I
2: have no if idea. You, if you put it on social media, then our audience can be exposed to it or help promote the film. Right. You know, we definitely would help support it on our, our social media platforms.
1: Okay. So, it's called Bank, by the way. The movie is called Bank. Is it, is it on YouTube? Or it's or on YouTube. It's on Amazon. Amazon? And there's one more uh outlet that is on, but I know for sure it's on YouTube and Amazon. And you know your local DVD man might have it too.
0: <laughs> At the um, barbershop. <laughs> is that something you can see yourself doing like after like as the music progresses and we start Triple threatening it like doing the acting. Absolutely,
1: and... yes. I'm trying to get that commercial check. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I, I'm. I say that music is my husband and acting is my side dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the side piece. That's funny. The side piece. Yeah. definitely.
1: Um, I'm a theater major actually.
0: Oh yeah, because you're actually in school right now. You know it. What you know what school is that?
1: school? Oh, I'm right now. I'm at HCC here. Okay, but I went to. I came from Cal State University Dominguez Hills. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, like we promote education here. Yeah.
0: You know. Without HCC, I wouldn't be the man I am. I ain't going to lie. Like, HCC, it's something about community college that they super hands-on. Like, mm-hmm. you go in there, if you want to do something like the type of stuff we doing, right? they telling you how to do it. Like, right. you're going to come out of there with the functional knowledge. Like, right. As opposed to, like, a four-year where you they're going to glaze over it kind of thing.
1: I definitely did. Uh, when I was going to Cal State Dominguez, the problem that I had in the theater program was not being able to get help. Like when I needed it, the only I had one, no, two professors that were there. Like when I'm like, how do I do this? Or I want to know how to do this different because I get into it. Like I really get into it. Like you tell me to play crazy. Like I want to know what I need to do to pull off crazy the best. Mm. And I have these professors. I'm like, can you teach me? And then it's like asking that I'm like some disrespectful little black chick in the class. And it's like, no, but you're bypassing me when I'm raising my hand and I need your help. So I had two professors um, at Dominguez that were very, very helpful to me. One of them right now is still like, when are you coming back so we can put you in a production?
2: Sound like you need a mentor
0: or a tutor. Someone to work with on a personal level.
1: Right, right. Like, it's a coach. Like, you really your coach.
0: So... I want to get back, because before we run out of time, the, the 95 project. Right. The 95. Why did you name it 95, and what does this project mean to you?
1: I named it 95 because I was born in the year 95, and I felt like that was a very um, a very pivotal time, especially for my mother. I was her first child, and she was like, struggle. Like, I was her struggle child. And for me, this project means Everything. Because I was just for, you go back to 2015, I was like rapping on Instagram, just doing the little videos. And when Instagram only had the what, 15 seconds right, and I had right. to upload a whole bunch of them because it was like one <laughs> minute long. So I'm like, OK, I keep cutting it. And then I finally was blessed to be put in a position to finish this project. Like, I'm like, I want to put out a whole project. I don't want to just keep doing rap videos like, no, I'm not. It's too many YouTubers, too many. Like, I need to put out something that has substance. And that's exactly what I did. So this means a lot because this is my first project.
0: All right. I couldn't even tell by hearing it. It sounds super quality. I think it's because, like you said, you was doing those videos. Right. It's like being in the gym or something because...
1: Right.
0: Man. So when you when you talk about videos, you're talking about your videos or collabs, features or... Kind of like rapping in the camera kind of thing, oh, like setting up the yeah, phone yeah, just, and doing that kind of thing. So,
2: so do you like have those other challenges. singles
0: outside of, of this project? Singles,
2: maybe?
1: Any singles, but if you go on my SoundCloud, oh, actually I do have. I did "Sex and Pillow Talk." I'm I'm tripping. I dropped "Sex and Pillow Talk" uh about a month before the project was set to release. I put that out. I put a video out to it. Thought it was like you know something really smooth, and you can kind of just hear my wordplay more. So it wasn't just like super um, raunchy, and it's just like oh God, it's just a song about sex. Like no, it was actually like a lot of meaning. I wrote that song about somebody, so. <laughs> okay. So it was it was very meaningful. But um, then I just went ahead and, and released the project. And I was like, I'm tired of just doing these challenges, these rap challenges. No. I want you to have... So you have eight tracks to listen to. And the, the very first track is a poetic intro.
0: So I heard that. I was impressed. Thank you. <laughs> she went crazy on that. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Super talented. Oh. I produced that by the way. We okay. made
1: that beat. I just
0: wanna let y'all know that real quick. Now, just...
1: Shout out to uh yeah, I don't know if y'all gonna hate me after this, but the Eagles. Ugh. Oh man. <laughs> that was where the, the inspiration for the the instrumental that he made came from. It was the
0: You know what time? That was him. the Eagles? Yeah. And now they're going to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. You did
0: that. What's your now just like <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's crazy, right? Yeah.
1: Shout out to Brave a- Dawkins.
2: To that camp over there, maybe they'll put it on the uh, uh, make a commercial for the.
1: Hopefully, Super Bowl. you know, shout out to the Eagles. What's up? I don't see no, no. females over
2: there, no female rappers yeah. rapping y'all like me. Yeah, see the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime, uh, uh, just Super Bowl advertising. That's huge. Yes. that's the biggest thing that the NFL does. Yes, and uh, there's a lot of my, and And I would just promote that around in that city and around the Super Bowl. Right. I, I use that as a marketing. T-
0: t-
1: yeah,
0: definitely. Most definitely. It's crazy how that lined up. Well, I want you to give some words to the audience. This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. And what it is is we want to give people blocks to build their dream or build their business. Right. Can you give the listeners one block that you think would make them successful? Mm.
1: This is a good question because I'm quiet for one. I would say determination is the biggest building block. Because as long as you're determined to do something, there's nothing, nobody that can stop you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. That's true. I feel like if you're determined, everything else will fall into place. Because you can have an idea, but like kind of just sit on it. When you're determined to like reach your goal, you're going to get it. That's
2: right. No matter what. Because I've been.
1: Yeah, yeah, like I, I mean, me personally. I've been in places where sometimes I don't want to get out of bed in the morning, but that determination kicks in, and it's like <laughs> you gotta be you. You have to go and market yourself. You have to market your project. You got now. I got t-shirts that I gotta go try to sell
2: on my own. That, that's what I was wondering. How, how could we reach you? Uh, how can we get your shirt? How can we get your music?
1: So you how can, can we follow you? <laughs> I'm available as far as my music on iTunes, Google Play. Apple Music, and as of yesterday, Spotify. So I should have my Pandora station by next week because they take a little bit longer to release your project.
2: And what's your whole name? It's Melania like, Monroe. That, that's that's what you use as an artist, your whole yes. name?
1: Yes, yes. I'll spell it out.
2: Go ahead.
1: M-I-L-A-N-I-A-A, and then M-O-N-R-O-E.
2: And what's the title of your project? 95. 95. Yes. And that is spelled 95?
1: N-I-N-E-T-Y and the mm. number five.
2: Number five.
1: Yes. So that's how you can search me. You
2: can search it. Now, that's on, is it on, uh, you said social media. Could they stream it?
1: Yes, they can stream it on, a, a, I think Spotify, because it's free there. Um, everywhere else, it's on sale for seven ninety two. Okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> and how could they get the shirt?
1: You can get the shirts from my website. They're going to launch on the website tomorrow. So the okay. shop for my website will actually launch tomorrow.
2: If you give your website information, the podcast will be out in a few days. So,
1: okay. So um, it's com.
0: All right. Yes. Straightforward. Yes. yes. You know? I like it. I like it. I, I think I'm excited. I'm glad. I, what's crazy is I ran into her driving Uber. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was yeah. driving an Uber and and her and her uh, boyfriend. How y'all say that word? Y'all be saying boyfriendager?
1: Boyfriendager. Yeah,
0: now now for y'all say. Now fiance. Yeah, but okay. I ran into them driving Uber. I picked them up out in Katy, I think, right? Yes. And uh and then she was like, yeah, I do music. I was like, oh cool. You know, I meet a lot of people doing Uber that drive music. I mean, that do music. And I was just like well, let me hear something. And I was just like, yo. Right when I heard it, I was like, this yeah. is serious. It's not just people. Because you hear people that make music, All but right. I want to say you are a real artist. You're talented. Thank you. You're going to go far in this industry. Thank you. And I'm just... Go, go cop her album. Go cop. Her. Go cop 95. It's yeah. on a t-shirt. Right right
1: here. Yeah. 95. And get, and get the shirt. <laughs> and get the shirt. And get the shirt. Get the
2: whole package.
0: The whole thing. Get the whole package. That's, we if believe you- in supporting, I guess. And, uh um, I want ask what's coming next. Like, what, what are you about to do next? You dropped the project.
1: I'm writing another project.
0: That's what I'm talking
1: about. And I'm, I'm trying to perform as much as I possibly can. I need to be in different places all the time. So you, if someone seen, wanted
2: to book you, how could they book you?
1: You can book me through Melania Monroe Bookings at gmail.com. I have that listed also on my social media. So okay. on my Instagram. And um, the Instagram fan page is Queen of the Ink Pen.
2: Okay. Yes. And share your ads. We share ads on the business. We got a business building block page. Okay. And we have a business building blocks group. Okay. You can post your ads in our group. Right. And if you follow us or friend us, we will share your ads.
1: Oh, okay. That's so. That's dope. I'm glad that you guys brought me out. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Appreciate you coming through. Any last right. words, John Muhammad? Uh, we never heard how to reach Wazir's music as one of our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, if y'all want to get my music, you can uh search any streaming platform Wazir W A Z E E R, or you can just follow me on Instagram W A Z E E R underscore Wazir underscore and just hit me up. Any artist, hit me up too, because going through this process working with Melania, I'm looking I'm learning. I really like working with other artists. So if you're an artist, hit me up. Let's let's create some stuff and. As far as the uh, podcast, if you're a business owner, hit us up because we want to interview more business uh, sure. owners, more entrepreneurs, up and coming. And if you'd like to be a sponsor. If also. also.
2: But also, did you want to announce any upcoming shows?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. You got some good things man. going
2: on. Okay, okay, yeah. I definitely want to announce as a public service announcement, the Nation of Islam has their annual Savers Day convention in Chicago. It will be in Chicago this year. From the, for, from the 22nd to the 25th. And um, uh, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan will be giving that keynote address on the 25th, that's Sunday. Okay. But uh, we'll be in Chicago, and uh, hopefully Business Building Blocks will be in Chicago during that
0: uh, convention. Man, we need to... I'm actually... We'll talk about that later, but anyway. I'm going to be... Uh, that Friday before the convention, uh, I'm going to be there February 23rd, at Harrow Washington Cultural Center, uh I'm performing at the tenth anniversary of Hip Hop Detox. So y'all come out there. That's right. I'm gonna That's be that. there. My first time performing in Chicago. It should be a, a great night. I love everything that Hip Hop Detox is doing. It's basically like a community organization that gives back. You know, Chicago is in a serious yeah. state right now. Right. So it's basically gonna be over a thousand kids there and they just yeah. gonna be helping out. So hopefully with the online presence we can reach more
2: people. So go go check out uh Hip Hop Detox. On, uh, I think they're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. Um, look them up and
0: support the show, mm-hmm. and support Savings Day. Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you again for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This is the Business Building Blocks podcast. You have the blocks, now get to building. See you next time.